color button. Hi guys, it's your girl Pinky Doll. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Pinky Doll. What's Pinky left? Doll up to these days? Still doing She's her thing? She's still doing her thing, yeah. Let's chat about her. Wow. Oh, <laughs> the red oh, one, stop. upper left. Thanks. Living in a science age, we need citizens who know enough about science to make intelligent decisions about what oh, they can do. Can you add more? Yes. Use science to, to prolong life. I can't get it to increase security and happiness. But it can also be used for destruction. Are we going to use it constructively? It'll be up to you and you too. Hey Todd, do you know where the um the chocolate and the the peanuts met. No, I don't. They met at the candy bar. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, we'll give a good look. Ed, Ed McCarthy would approve of that joke for <laughs> those who want to go into the way back. Uh, how are you doing? I am well. It feels like we haven't talked for a while. It hasn't, but we talked. We were we, here last week. Right. We for did Portland at the movies. movies. Uh <laughs> Great, terrible movie. Yeah, and a great uh, episode too. So go yeah. go listen to that. Yeah, and um, yeah, we've been doing the holiday thing, and and uh, Nick's grandmother broke her hip, Man. and so we've been uh, spending a lot of time up at her house. Nick, literally and you guys have a up. new new baby. We have a new pug uh, in the house, and uh, and so Penelope is. <laughs> wild yes and uh i can attest to that full adolescence craziness and um we we found that the goodwill outlet bins are the best place to bring her she loves it there and it exhausts her so uh spending about 20 to 30 minutes there all of the smells all the things uh and so we found some some pretty we go to the bins almost every day now uh, yeah. and uh <laughs> goal life goals and so we we've capped our spending at ten dollars a visit okay uh, perfect and so and we usually are out of there less than five bucks yeah and so yeah. It's, it's just like going to a not even a movie you know it's just totally like totally and uh yeah so it's it, we've been doing a lot of things and um it's been going really well. Good, good. Um, and so I asked you before the episode if we could kind of flip the schedule on this one around a We're little bit. Flip the script. We're gonna. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> the Mark and Todd cast. <laughs> and um, I've been uh, kind of researching some topics, and one that came up was Portland's chocolate tourism, and uh, it's a thing. And really? so we're going to talk about chocolates and... Um, and do they not just call it Choco Tourism? They still <laughs> call it Chocolate Tourism. late Tourism. Yeah, uh. it's Chocolate Tourism. And... Um, I mean, Choco Tourism isn't good, but it, it still <laughs> feels preferable to the Chocolate yeah. Tourism. Cho- yeah, Choco Tourism. Choco Tour. Choco Tour. Chocolate tour. Uh, we'll workshop that later. <laughs> okay. I'll pitch. I'll pitch them later. I need the money in grad school. So, so, uh, so we'll on. talk about that in in just a second. Do we have? You know, how's your life been? You're on break. It's right good. Now. I am school break. Yeah, I still have a week left of my uh, internship placement, which is at a uh, in a high school uh, setting, uh, which has been interesting. Um, and so, 
yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have a, I was going to talk before about how I, I need to find a, not necessarily a hobby, but something to fill in large gaps of time. Cause right now I'm not working cause I'm going to school and doing the internship, but there are also just like blocks of days where you're just like not doing anything. And with me, that means if I'm not doing anything, then I just do nothing. Right. And so I need to, I need to find something to do. I'm hoping that once I get the ball rolling, I'm going to try to make a Dr. RIP video and hopefully that gets a ball rolling of, of some sort. Um, I've been editing uh, videos and, and uh, taking Nick's content and creating TikTok videos to sell his book on TikTok shop. Where can people and find so that on TikTok? It's uh, if you go to TikTok, uh, look for Nico Seabright. Now that's so TikTok.com I can go, go to. You can go to TikTok.com slash Nico Seabright. And is, I can plug is a legit place. Plug my shuffle into it. And, uh, and, and so Nick wrote a book a couple of years ago. And uh, we have a lot of them here at the house, like 3,000, uh, 2,000 maybe. And, uh, and so we have inventory and we, uh, it's the holidays. And so we- There's never been a better time to buy. Never a better time. Right now. If you don't buy one now, he can't save you any money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that's been going well and, and is kind of a pre precursor to- the children's show that we're doing, so we're learning more of the techniques, techniques of, yeah. and yeah, and and Nick in front of camera, you know, saying lines and and all the things, yeah, and, yeah, uh, anxiety ridden. Uh, we we've definitely had tears and shouting and joy and laughter and all yeah. all the emotions yeah the full are, range of uh, the creative oh emotional experience oh and collaboration which yeah. makes uh, another level of difficulty it's been a journey uh <laughs> as i i you know my at work i have very specific goals and execution and, and i've got the flow plan and, and flow yeah. and the and the people that I work with have boundaries around, you know, what is work and what is play kind of kind of stuff. And so working with your husband is a chit show uh, and can be crazy uh, because none of those things exist. Yeah, and I did. Well, uh, back when I was married and I was doing more advertising stuff, I worked with the firm that she worked for. She was a project manager there. And we always worked really well together because I was the creative. She was the project manager. Right. So like those roles were different and, and right. undefined and she yeah. knew how to handle creative people. Clearly, and... clearly find is so important. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so none of those things exist <laughs> in our relationship. And we, uh, it, it, so it's, it's been a how really fun, interesting, yeah. a really interesting journey is it's uh, like team building. It, it is. And, and so we've, we've learned a lot about ourselves and how to work better together. We're actually, I more would, in love than ever. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> come on. Uh, but we, I, at work, I have somebody pitching us uh, to work as our business coach. And so we did this big, profile assessment thing where we take the test for 40 minutes and it gives us like this mm. 35 page document of how to work well together and everything and so uh he pitched this big thing we had a big sales meeting and everything we're probably not going to move forward with it but i asked during that call i'm like do you sell these assessments 
individually, can I get another one for my husband? Oh, yeah. And he gave me one. Oh, and so, nice. And so Nick just took it yesterday and we'll find out the results this coming. And so oh, cool. it's about how to work together in a business relationship. And, and so I think that it'll be really helpful. That's we'll awesome. So that I've is, got mine. That done. is such a Mark thing yeah. to do. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into this before. Yeah. But we won't yeah, chit chat yeah. two more because we've got open. We've got things. Open dairy. Sitting so, on the... so we'll, we'll start from the thing that isn't directly about the topic. And okay. so what, uh, there's a lot of like, um, artisanal chocolatiers in Portland. And so, and they go from like the raw materials of right off the, right off the plant cocoa beans. They do the fermentation and drying and roasting and, blending and, and all the things to get right. the, the perfect chocolate in the end and we'll be talking a little bit about those okay good, while yeah. i was looking for those i came across a really cool donut shop and it's called <laughs> doze donuts Don't. and so i D-O-E. tried doe like a little la- little Do-E. little except deer. then there's a rabbit as their mascot that's a little so that's, that's a doe that's a that's a baby deer it looks like bambi Oh, there's a dark. Oh, okay. I did not see. I only saw there's a shadowed part, and oh. so I only saw that, which looks like a rabbit. It, it looks like oh, a rabbit. Weird. But it's if like you look at the those, whole head, yeah, yeah. And so these. I should take a picture of that. It should be our, our <laughs> show. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. There's chocolate and gray donuts. Oh, cookies and cream because it has whipped cream with some little so crumbles we've got on it. An abuela's hot chocolate donut and so this is grandmother's hot chocolate okay with marshmallows on top okay and the other one is an earl it's called the portland fog <laughs> and it's an earl gray tea flavor with uh, a uh, artisanal whipped cream <laughs> on top of that okay and so uh what makes it artisanal they make it themselves perhaps i, I, I think so yeah. they whip it to it's themselves <laughs> So this this is this is located where? Uh, so this is next to and behind the um, Hollywood Theater, and so okay. uh, the Hollywood. Did theater, you guys just you stumbled upon it, or you went I there was, on I was upon recommendation? I was looking for chocolate. Uh, I was looking up some of the chocolate places in town, and looked at the maps, and the map said. Oh, this place has chocolate things too. Okay, and uh, and I saw the pictures of the Portland fog, and I'm like, you gotta oh, come go on, there. Gotta, you gotta have that. Gotta go there. So, uh, yeah. So I, I was gonna try the Portland. So fog. is it important to note what you found out only moments before the show about these donuts? These donuts are not what I was talking about. That's the chocolate oh, that we'll be talking okay. about. So okay. uh, the the one of the chocolates that we'll be talking about is vegan and gluten free and uh, allergen free. That it's uh, the the founder of Missionary Chocolates as a guarantees uh, is a uh, nutritionalist and and uh, allergen expert. Okay, and so they wanted to make an a non-allergenic chocolate and so okay. we'll be trying okay. those a little bit later all right i'm gonna so yes this is the earl gray one which has a gray frosting and then a some whipped cream with some looks like cookies and cream crumbles or something very good yeah and see i don't know if i've ever had earl gray tea so i'm trying to figure out 
There's not a heavy taste of anything no. other than that whipped cream. Exactly. Maybe that's the yeah. artisanal aspect. <laughs> that's, yeah. Is so, that it's 90% sugar. Er, yeah. Earl Grey does, does, isn't a strong flavor. It's, uh, you know, breakfast. But it's not, there's not a brackish, no. you know, whatever taste it's to it. It's not bitter, yeah. you know, stronger, mm. herbal no, or anything. Good. Yeah. That's good. I'm going to dig into this other one, which was, has little tiny marshmallows on top Abuela's of it. Abuela's hot chocolate. Oh, okay. So that would make sense. Oh, my gosh. Look at my chair. <laughs> That's sl- why we have napkins. It's slathered what? with whipped cream like I'm a you... four-year-old. Holy cow. <laughs> not even four. My four-year-old in Sunday school today ate more cleanly than <laughs> I am right now. I am just caked in that is good. Solid. Solid. Cool. So let's talk talk about chocolate. So uh, grab a cozy blanket and a warm cup of your favorite drink because Perfect. we're going on a delicious journey through Portland's artisanal chocolate world. It's another cozy cast. It's a cozy cast. So our first cozy stop is Woodblock Chocolate. Imagine a family passionately crafting chocolate from bean to bar. Here you can peek behind the curtain to see how they make their magic happen and oh their chocolate and wine tastings at the Bonami bar simply divine it's like stepping into a chocolate lover's dream so what i thought i'd do is is just uh i've got uh at about a 10 uh i think chocolate tears in portland and okay. so as we're going into the holidays um i'm thinking about people visiting from out of town or mm. like hey let's do something on a saturday with a friend or with family a quintessentially or portland a, thing a very portland thing and so there are uh, a dozen stops on this tour uh that about half of them are closed on sundays <laughs> so try not to do it on sunday but um well everyone's gonna be hearing yeah. this on a monday on or a tuesday, monday or tuesday so uh, weekdays they're open and you know call ahead to make sure that they're there but um, are we going to talk a little bit about how chocolate is made and processed or should I hold questions because that's not what we're here for um, we I because I was curious at that that one you just read about you know farm to table or whatever it was like are they growing no. Chocolate beans, like at what point are we are we at in the chocolate making process so, that so they're I, starting? So I think they get the green. I because well, yeah, for coffee beans, I mean for coffee beans for yep for uh, cocoa beans, excuse me, and I, I I didn't look this up before, so I'll probably get some of the things wrong. But you harvest the bean and then you have to crack them open and you have to lay them in the sun for a couple days. And then you have to roast them with water, and they, like it's a whole long process to get the bean that we kind of know as the cocoa yeah. bean. So, so it's even more difficult for cocoa from coffee. And so, for cocoa, they get fermented. So, mm. the first thing that happens is it starts with harvesting. The process starts with harvesting cocoa pods from cocoa trees. These pods contain cocoa beans surrounded by a sweet pulp. Okay, so then the Beans and pulp are removed from the pods and fermented for several days. Fermentation is crucial for developing the beans' flavor. Now, fermentation is kind of when you let something sit and it becomes vinegar and, and bac- or it becomes and whatever. bacteria interacts with it. So when is, I mean, I guess. It's, it's which every, bacteria. Yeah, I guess we the, say it's. Like sourdough is a fermentation process. It's weird that sometimes it's okay to do that and then other times you'll die kimchi sauerkraut 
those those things are all fermented. Interesting. And when when you have the good bacteria, that makes for very powerful probiotic uh, materials, and they're really healthy for you. Kimchi and sauerkraut are incredibly healthy. And um, uh, but that sounds like it, probiotic it, propaganda, and I'm <laughs> firmly on the side of antibiotics. And I. I've heard I'm not a, a, a expert in the in the process, but I've heard that once you get that culture going, it kind of repels the bad bacteria. Okay, so, so that's really why you can have to... like mother yeast yeah. for sourdough bread for, for like for generations. Of years. Yeah, interesting. Okay. So after fermentation, we do the drying. So the beans are dried, reduce reducing their moisture content significantly. And so I think the dried beans are what arrive at the store here in Portland. Okay. So the fermentation process and the you know, obviously the harvesting process would site. be like in Nicaragua or yeah, right. wherever they're they're coming from. Drying roasting. So the dried beans are roasted. Roasting further develops the flavor and color of the beans. Then you crack and willow. So the roasted beans are cracked to separate the outer shells from the inner cocoa nibs. And the nibs contain the essence of the chocolate flavor. Then the nibs are ground into a liquid known as a a chocolate liqueur. The liqueur can be further processed into two components, cocoa solids and cocoa butter. Okay. Okay. And uh, I think the cocoa... Sort of like how milk separates out on itself, yeah. too. And so the cocoa butter is what we use for white chocolate. And uh, the the cocoa solids are the dark chocolate. Okay. Right? That's, that's... Okay. Uh, conching. So the chocolate liqueur is mixed with additional cocoa butter and other ingredients like sugar and milk for milk chocolates. The mixture is then refined through conching, a process of heating and mixing, which improves the texture and flavor of the chocolate. Tempering. So the next step is the chocolate is carefully cooled and reheated to stabilize it. So you're breaking down the little crystals and and things within the chocolate and making a more cohesive, smooth chocolate by tempering it. Okay. Oh, interesting. And then molding and setting. Finally, the chocolate is poured into molds and allowed to set into bars or other shapes. Interesting. Yeah. And now that seems like a process that how how do you net how do you come up with that? Yeah, especially especially since it seems like the place the places cocoa beans come from and the places that had the industrial manufacturing to do something with the with the nut itself are way on different places places on the planet and so i don't know how you accidentally do that with a with a cocoa bean and arrive at chocolate you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean and um although i guess if you have sugar you have sugar cane in a lot of the same places that you would have the the cocoa plant i would imagine so the mayas were the first uh, they and later the Aztecs fermented, roasted, and ground cocoa beans into a paste, which was then mixed with water, chili peppers, and other spices to create a frothy, bitter drink. And this beverage, often called zocolati, uh, was 
highly prized for its invigorating and restorative properties, probably because of all the cacao in it was uh, was great. And cacao. The cacao. And the um, uh, caffeine from would oh, also sure, be a, sure. st- a stimulant. I always forget. So ca- uh, caffeine is naturally in cocoa beans, it must yes. be, right? Okay. Because yeah. I know that there's a, a, I don't know how much of an amount, but a a present amount of caffeine in chocolate. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, that's neat. And then... Okay. So that was the first one. Let's talk about the next one. Yes. Moving along our Moving journey. along. A taste of innovation. And so strolling through the Pearl District, we find ourselves at Roast Chocolate House. And Roast is spelled R O. S-T-E, roast, chocolate house. Picture this, chocolates handcrafted from sustainably grown beans and they're sipping chocolate. It's like a warm hug in a cup. For the curious souls, they offer tours to reveal their chocolate secrets. It's an experience that's both educational and utterly delicious. So Nick went on one of these tours. Uh, I was going to say, are you reading, are, is this an, an AI description that you're reading or are you reading it from someone that, that ranked it and, and did all the things? Yeah, exactly. Okay, and so, um, let's listen into a little, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a little soundbite. <clears throat> need more Sorry. chocolate. I need more chocolate. Uh, a little soundbite from, uh, the person at roast uh, oh nice okay I've, I've got a little little bit from him stand by um is this the audio you ran through enhancer yes and you know i'm not connected to the thing can, no can i oh. send the file to you oh yeah just paste it in the thing or Air email it or oh airdrop it i accept hello my name is michael and i'm one of the owners of roast chocolate house we are a craft bean to bar chocolate house. What we do here is we bring in fine flavored cacao beans, ethically sourced from around the world, and we take those beans and we make chocolate from them. Uh, we keep them all single origin because, like coffee or wine or other things, uh, there's terroir involved, and the chocolate making them all taste a little bit different. Then we use them to make beverages, we use them to make pastries, confections, bars, even savory food um, for you to enjoy. So if you come by, we'd love to share it with you. Thanks. Nice. And yeah, while, while he was talking, I was trying to remember the source of the, I watched some YouTube video about American chocolate. I think it was, there's a channel called How to Cook That, which is done by this Australian food scientist lady. And she'll do like TikTok recipes or like she'll you know anyway she's great so check her out but i think she did one about why the difference between america basically american chocolate like a hershey bar and real chocolate like are two different worlds and i think this is this is settling into the this is the how the world experiences chocolate this isn't just you know a a hershey's kiss or something like that this is more of a an experiential chocolate i would say yes Yes, indeed. Um, So our next stop is on Broadway, very near the I-5 bridge, kind of right on the other side of the bridge from uh, or of the freeway from Moda Center. So on on the east side. And uh, this is Creo Chocolates. 
there's something special about their approach. They collaborate with small, multi-generational family farms for their co- cacao beans. Uh, cacao. The, the result? Chocolate that tells a story <clears throat> in every bite. If you're feeling adventurous, join their tour and try making your own bar. It's a hands-on experience that you won't forget. This is giving me flashbacks to when I used to write for wineries. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Ranger Chocolate is next, and I didn't have the location for Ranger Chocolate. Let me look that up really quick. Ranger? Ranger. I barely knew her. So, Ranger Chocolate is actually very close to there. It's uh, down by Graybox, actually, uh, in the where 84 meets the I-5. Um, you can tell I'm from California, saying <laughs> the, the I-5. I- yeah. Uh, so, Craft Lover... Sorry. Coffee lovers rejoice. Yay. Our next stop is Ranger Chocolate. Imagine sipping excellent coffee while nibbling on exquisite chocolate in their charming cafe. They even offer workshops for creating your own chocolate bar, just like Creo. And it's like being a kid in a candy star- store, but better because you are the candy maker. And so that's uh, that's Ranger Chocolate. Candy maker? I barely knew her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if they end up listening to this. <laughs> so so um, Missionary Chocolates is the one that we went to and that we're going to try in just a second. So Ooh, Missionary okay. Chocolates is a haven for our vegan and allergy conscious friends. These chocolates are not just inclusive. They're award winning. <laughs> Created by a natro- naturopathic physician. These treats prove that chocolate can be both delicious and mindful. It's a sweet victory for inclusive indulgence. So these are the gluten-free, soy-free, uh, uh, vegan uh, chocolates. And inclusive so we got, chocolate. And so we got four different flavors. We got the cinnamon chipotle. Okay. Meyer lemon. Smoked cherry wood. The smoked salmon. Caramel. Elderberry and Earl Grey. To Earl Grey. What is going on with Earl Grey? <laughs> I, I chose the Earl Grey because I knew we had the donut, so that oh, was funny. Exactly, but I mean, just to, it's, yeah, it's a, a funny of, thing. It must be a trendy thing to be offering right now. Is Earl Grey flavored things? Um, oh, they're not marked. They're th- so they go in oh, order, so they're like a little from one direction to the other. Whitman sampler type thing. Yeah. So let's. Boy, that whipped cream is heavy. I must have it on my arm or something. I keep getting it. Oh, it's on my shirt. Good grief. <laughs> okay, so these are in order. Okay. And the first one being what? The Chipotle? So I don't, know what, oh. I don't know if it's left to right or right to left, though. But one is the Cinnamon Chipotle, and that's got a little spice look to the top of it. So okay, I'm assuming this is going to be my least favorite, okay. just based on descriptions. So uh, this these, is these are little, these are little cinnamon tiny, to- tiny triangles. Ooh, the consistency is nice. It's like a ganache. Yeah, and so that yeah, definitely not a noche. Definitely a ganache. A ganache, <laughs> not a ganache. Oh yeah, that is spicy inside. That's spicy. It's got a little chipotle, a little cinnamon. Definitely a bite to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so the. I do love that consistency of that that. 
weird. How else would you describe ganache? What that consistency is? Flowy. <laughs> smooth. Smooth, yeah, smooth is, is it. Is like, as close yeah, as you can get. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's got a little bite to it, so yeah. to speak. I'm going to save that. The, so this this okay. next one, next one. is uh, a Meyer lemon. Okay. This one I was thinking might be one of my favorites, but it is covered in chocolate, so that will be interesting. Boy, that is a that was a spicy that's a spicy meatball. They also had like a ghost pepper one. Oh, so good, they, good. they make they I make, saw a kid get turned down at seven eleven from buying one of the The chips? The one trying to buy the one chips and he was like a ten year old. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry not to smack on this. <laughs> but it's also a chocolate ganache thing on the inside, but tastes like lemon. Yes. So it's a very lemon. like a very strong Yeah. Very which lemony you don't associate lemon. with the chocolate look and feel of it, which is interesting. But I like it. That's I like really it. good. Yeah. So the I'm next. Gonna, that'll be my last taste. I'm going to save the rest of that. Yeah. The next one was one that I sampled inside the store. And they have free samples at most of these places. They're really fantastic. Okay. This is a. Salt on it. Uh, a smoked cherry wood caramel. Okay. So these little. Salted. There's salt crystals on Salted. That, yeah. Cherry wood caramel, <laughs> not smoked. Oh, salt. I was going to say. Yeah, they all have that same, because not quite as creamy as that first one. I wish that first one wasn't so spicy, because so far that's had the, my, the best oh, consistency out okay. of anything. So I've been saving half of these so I can later return to them in the order that I preferred. So to save the best for last. <clears throat> So, so you're so these again are from where cho- where chocolate that you this eat? is missionary chocolate missionary chocolate so the second to last one here is uh your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries <laughs> okay. so this is the elderberry chocolate okay it's got little tiny little shriveled what i'm guessing are elderberries on top of it i don't really taste anything a little bit a little hint of chocolate uh, it's it started stronger and it, and it kind of leveled out, uh, and so there are t- chewy little bits in it though. So I'm wondering if that's more elderberry. Yeah, yeah, and so okay. it's not super strong. It's not super potent, but it's the it's elderberries good... have a, have the same mouth feel as dried coconut, mm. and so that's yeah. throwing me off a little bit. You see that? Because that's where you and I. Dipper. Unite is oh, in our I hatred hate. of yeah. of that coconut. Have you ever had fresh coconut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have, and I think I might have liked it, but I wasn't willing to step into that. Yeah, I, into I, that I, scary zone of having my whole mind blown. And for me, it's uh, I really appreciate savory coconut. So like shrimp coconut, coconut shrimp, okay. I love. Yeah, uh, uh, or. Things that have toasted. So it's sort coconut. of like how I don't like fresh tomato, but I do like cooked tomato. Yeah, same deal. And so the last one. This is riveting. I'm, I hope people are listening for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Smacking our lips and eating, eating chocolate nobody can taste or see. Good times. We want to get a lot of milk in our, in our mouth before we <laughs> speak into a microphone. To two self indulgent middle aged men <laughs> listening to them eat chocolate just the just the hubris the white privilege hubris that we are sitting around eating chocolate and find it 
necessary to share that experience with others and the guys. So the last one here is Earl Grey. <laughs> okay, here's the Earl Grey one. So we got a mostly that top top chocolate notes or however they would describe that. Yeah, not. <clears throat> not yeah, none of these strong. have had overwhelming. Although that first one, and I'm not I'm not a huge wuss when it comes to spicy food, but I'm not. Yeah. It's not my favorite thing, and I don't love it. But that had a that had a kick to it. But yeah. still, I think the best consistency of of all of them. Yum! Those were good. Yeah. So um, yay for us. They've got <clears throat> advent calendars with little chocolates in each one with different flavored liqueur and and everything. So um, yeah. So that's missionary chocolates. If you know where Pambiche is mm. uh, on the corner of Gleason and like 28th i think uh they are kitty corner to them uh, next to the um what what used to be edible oh hi i didn't see you come in this is future editing todd you know the irony is not lost on me that not long after we were talking about the hubris that is this podcast very existence that our equipment just stopped recording us and so we talked five, 10, 15 minutes longer before we realized what was going on and restarted the equipment and finished the episode. So after this awkward pause, here we are the back to the, the show. The episode is now gone. So fortunately, now we just have <coughs> the good part. So, um, <laughs> and I did finish all my little chocolate because I think where we stopped, I think we were going through the little chocolate sampler of that yeah. place and, and went through the rest of them, all which were very good. And then we started talking about a couple more things but then it occurred to me oh those really good ganache ganache uh chocolate not nochi ganache um not gnocchi not gnocchi um were from the vegan the vegan place and talking about the the how good the texture of both the harder um, chocolate shell and then the ganache inside um it was just super super good and i never would have thought that there's no sign of like brittle dryness or weirdness or like something off it's it's really really good yeah so they're not they're oh that's right they don't feel like dark chocolate but they're not milk chocolate right so they they use um coconut milk or uh uh, coconut oil to make it creamier and smoother and but uh somehow they've not presented a big coconut taste and yeah i'm, I'm and a, a fierce sensitive to coconut i'm yes. very sensitive to coconut there is no coconut taste in these uh and so i still like them and uh, we recommend missionary chocolates yeah super good yeah and <laughs> and we're both we <clears throat> discovered to still slathered in whipped cream somehow it's like <laughs> it's like tribbles it's just appearing <laughs> On us, we haven't touched those donuts in forever. There's something about that yeah, homemade it, whipped cream that just gets everywhere. It just jumps off the donut onto your arm, <laughs> right where you can't see it, but you can smear it the most. And, that's exactly uh, what happened. That, that's where we are. So, um, so yeah. So there's some some good uh, places to visit uh, around town. The um, so if we've we were in the chocolate, so we haven't yeah. mentioned any of the ones. So just yeah. a, a quick summary of the other places. So Bees and Beans is 
a local chocolate maker. Their their store has closed, but they still are a manufacturer. Okay. And uh, so they use a lot of um, uh, it's a testament to Portland's rich agricultural bounty. So they use a lot of local ingredients in the flavorings and of their stuff. And um, then we have azar indulgences so christine azar blends her lebanese heritage with portland's vibrant spirit to create handcrafted chocolates i'm just kept, kept i know both of us are <laughs> staring at the obsessed. board <laughs> uh these treats are a celebration of cultures and flavors offering something special for everyone including vegan and gluten-free options and uh, it's like a world tour in chocolate form nice then we have our final chocolate stop is Verdun Chocolates in the Pearl District. Gourmet meets tradition with over 40 years of experience. Uh, Mahmoud Hamash, he crafts low sugar preservative free chocolates that are simply divine. And so um, go check them out in the Pearl District. Where we, oh, in the Pearl District. Yep. Wow, it sounds like a couple. You can do a whole, yeah, a little. A little roundabout walking tour. Yeah, of, so if you've got if you've got family in town or you want, have you been take to Twenty Third lately? I haven't been to Twenty Third in years, so I don't know what it's like now. It's very similar to how it used to be. Okay, and so uh, we haven't walked Twenty Third in a while. Yeah, <coughs> but about maybe three months ago. Boy, you know what was a we drove down and it was okay. Great. It was a trip because um, I went with Ryan the Unipiper to the opening of Mike Bennett's um, one of his experiences or whatever. Yeah, and I I don't know if we were talking, but over when we were all together or at, when I was at a show with him, but I something was happening. We were looking up Mike Bennett, and they were talking about his his that place in St. John's, and I was like, well, that's weird because the one that I went to and with Brian, it was the opening that was on Northwest Twenty Third. And so the whole, I just had this weird discordant thing. I'm like, these are all the same thing. But, and so I asked Brian, I'm like, isn't Mike Bennett's thing in on Northwest 23rd? He's like, no, it's in St. John's. But that road in St. John's must be so much like Northwest 23rd in my head. Oh, that's funny. Because I didn't drive there. He drove. Um, and so I didn't have that connection yeah, either. And oh, that was there, such a crazy feeling. That is weird. To wrestle with in my head. Yeah. So we've been to the that area where in St. John's, that neighborhood has our favorite restaurant. It's called uh, Pastificio uh, Doro, Ooh. and uh, which is uh, golden pasta. And oh. it's uh, I don't know that I've been to a really good pasta restaurant. Uh, besides, it, besides, and that you give them their due. The Olive Garden, <laughs> the Olive uh, Carbonara is. <laughs> To die for. It is so good. Now I want, I should go on the way home. I'm going to be going past the Hall of Garden. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, up in St. John's, Pastaficio d'Oro. Uh, so it's uh, this couple at, in their early 30s, maybe, and they're super cool. While uh, during lockdown, he uh, had lost his job because of, of COVID. Yeah. And so he started a hobby of making traditional, super hyper traditional 
northern Italian pasta at home. And so there's a a special rolling pin that's like four feet long. That was his homemade sourdough moment. That was his his homemade sourdough moment. So he's got the traditional rolling pin uh, and he... He's researched the recipes and then just like spent many, many, many hours and days perfecting each one. And so they're wow. They've never been to Italy and it is magnificently locally uh, traditional Italian food. And it's really, really good. It's one wow. of the, it's oh, the that best Italian we'll have to go there restaurant. Yeah, yeah. We should go there in uh, February for our birthday. For I our always go there for my birthday. So, oh, nice. So uh, February is going to be time, an exciting birthday month if I do that. And that's when I'm taking uh, dragging Brian to see Madonna with me in Seattle. Oh, which, that's oh, right. I really want to buy. She's there Saturday and Sunday night. And, uh-huh. and we're seeing her on Saturday. And I'm really, really tempted to get a ticket for sat- for Sunday night, too. And either have Brian drive up and just have him drive home or <laughs> make him take the train back. Yeah. I don't know how that would all work, but God, those tickets are so expensive. I know. Well, I think we're in a, in a weird thing now where most of the available tickets seem to be from third party vendors that are just holding them hostage right. and every day they're changing. So I'll be, I'm just going to peek in as it gets closer and see what that's like, maybe even see what it's like the day of, but that concert ticket industry has become so sour yeah i hate it because it's also owned by live nation Ticketmaster is who does all it's it's crazy but yeah talk about i was kind of and i'm not sure i was trying to talk with someone about how all those fees that they tack on where those originate from because like somebody was like oh i bought a ticket for 125 dollars and there was 75 dollars with the fees or whatever and so i went to look at my madonna ticket and there was only like $25 worth of fees and it was like a $250 ticket. So it was like, I don't know whose party sets those or what it means, but yeah, it's just such a, it's such a racket to just get tickets now for a thing with a set price. So I'm glad, I'm glad I only go to concerts once every four years when Madonna or Weird Al <laughs> tour and Weird Al is a little easier to navigate. So yeah. yeah, it's wild. I'm glad that I don't, I don't, I mean, and a lot of people that go to concerts usually just go to the little local ones, which aren't as bad either. But yeah, these big, these big ticket tours are, are no joke it's to try to get things. Stupid. I hate it. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> Uh, were we done with our chocolate tour? Oh, that's I think what so. I thought chocolate, of. Chocolate tour. So, chocolate tour. Right. That's the perfect. That's the perfect. Did we say that before, or did I, I think just we, think of that? I think we we were leaning in that direction. I and yeah, but we so. were close. But I don't think we reached the destination. Uh, chocolate tour, of course. Uh, so. Uh, join us on a chocolate chocolate tour. See, uh, we could it's have a, perfect. We could, Cho- no, it was Chaco something before. Anyway, yeah, Chaco Chaco tour. tourism. Oh, Chaco tourism, but it was chocolate tourism. <laughs> so, but it should be sh- chocolate tour. Maybe the the Mark and Todd cast should have a tour of Portland chocolates, and that Ooh, becomes there our we go. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> the Mark and Todd cast chocolate tour, and then we can sell somehow package deals for people to buy to go on the chocolate tour totally based on our stolen article that we found about it serve champagne and there we go it's a real mark and todd has experience when there's champagne and 
involved. It's so on brand for both of us. We'll have we'll have of us drink. room temperature milk. I haven't had, had a drink in like a year. I just like I, I'm like okay. Here's some apple juice for me. Yeah. Oh, funny. Um. Oh, it was one of the, um a guarantees for future Mark and Todd cast. Um. There was a whole thing on the invention of champagne that I stumbled upon oh. uh, on YouTube. So that's a fascinating story because I was trying to grapple with. <laughs> Speak. I wonder if I would. I can't remember the last re- recording if we cut off before we talked about the shocking white privilege of us daring to build a whole podcast around us eating chocolate but i i don't think we'd reached that yet <laughs> but yes that's 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 coming back into stark review now and now i've, I've lost my place so it's, it's so the chocolate tour you have nine pages of news <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing nine pages of news well they need to do some of it Okay, we'll do we'll do a few. Yes, we will we will not talk about uh, Oppenheimer, which is probably a bigger subject than we. I did watch most of it, and I just had some thoughts about it, but that can wait. Um, and I did uh, have a podcast. Ooh, what you have a you have a Christmas card so in front of me. A couple years ago, a couple, uh, in 2019, right before the pandemic, I went to China, and oh right, right, they had the laser cut 3d pop-up cards oh right okay so i bought it several of them i lost them i went to a friend's party last night and he said remember those books that you that i lent to you that i that you gave back to me last year between those books that you had wrapped up in cellophane there were a couple cards and a checkbook (laughs) Fortunately, I didn't. That's where that went. That's where that went. So we got our checkbook back and two cards that I haven't seen in more than a year, more like three years, and uh, and so I bought these in Shanghai, and they are incredibly intricate, intricate pagoda pop ups. Yeah. So this is this is a pagoda, or it's not the pagoda. This is the um, the main walled city uh in beijing okay the the old um where the emperor lived well for us americans to picture it picture a pagoda right and that's what that is and this is the skyline of shanghai oh with like a big cutout of all those people in it too it's like dresses intricate dresses with cutouts of them too oh that's neat isn't that cool and so they cut these out with lasers and so it's pretty cool how fun so i got that last night at a christmas party i went to all right so Mm -hmm. there's a couple things that we oh (laughs) dang nabbit there's so much i want to do tiktok sounds so why don't we at least go through yeah we'll at least go through our little um shorter section with uh mostly just things that are summed up by the first sentence of the (laughs) anyway so yeah we'll do that a little bit and that way we'll kind of move through some stuff we we won't get to to some of it but we'll we'll go on ahead so why don't you take uh some of these headlines here so the fda approves First, gene therapies to treat patients with sickle cell dis- disease, and it's using the CRISPR technology. We did an episode about CRISPR about two years ago. Yeah. And uh, and so it's gene editing uh, done 
you know, magically. Yeah. Much. So that's super, that's, that's super cool. really so, great. So in between, I'm going to see if you recognize any of these noises. Is that and they don't have to be familiar. Some of them might be, some of them might not. So I, so. I I recognize I have no idea the original source. Okay, so we'll just keep going. Okay, so that this next article I was behind a paywall, so I just copied the <laughs> the end of the URL, which kind of sums. <laughs> it's not even just a headline; just it's the, just the, the URL. URL slug. Nice. <laughs> Take that, not nerd <laughs> podcast. I have just the URL. <laughs> um. Are you going to read it? You want me to? Oh, you know, you can go ahead. I'll, I'll Saint, be in charge of this. Oh, okay. St. <laughs> Helens River Walk Project accessibility gets boo- boost <laughs> from a $100,000 grant. Yeah, so they're developing uh, a big portion of the St. Helens uh, down, downtown. So when you go to the, the Halloween Town Festival, you'll also be able to uh, yep. walk around the waterfront. So. <laughs> no, I don't recognize that right. one at all. Okay. The biggest study of greedflation driving me crazy. yet look looked at what is going on? Oh, don't be paranoid, Al. Don't be crazy. Driving me nuts. <laughs> the biggest study yeah. of greedflation yet looked at 1,300 corporations to find many of them were lying to you about inflation. And this uh, this has been shown in Congress multiple times of like, the Clearly, egg interest industry just did it again. Yeah, and yeah. So, um, yeah. And so corporations are causing this. That would sound familiar. No, none of them do yet. All right. Are these? <laughs> Oops. Are these from? The, the, I don't recognize them specifically uh, from right. the Disney soundtracks uh, of Disney. Uh, some of them sounds? might be. So yeah, they're not the individual sounds don't necessarily have a common theme oh, okay. or anything, but there is a shell under which these uh <laughs> these are. So yeah, we'll just keep on going. Okay. NASA message in a bottle. Oh yeah, this is from uh listener Chelsea. Nice. Hi Chelsea. Join the mission and ha- Chelsea gives us uh, a lot of our dad jokes. Oh, she sounds Oh, nice. Uh join the mission and have your name engraved on NASA's Europa Clipper spacecraft as it travels 1.8 billion miles to explore Europa, an ocean world that may support life. Sign your name today. Yeah, so go to the NASA website and you'll be able to. Uh... I'm going to do that. <laughs> that one's my favorite. <laughs> All right. Not as good as the vomiting uh, audio. Should I play? I was thinking about that last night. Okay, now yeah. everyone. Everybody's just going to have to hold on. <laughs> is this the worst episode of the Market Talk has ever? It, it might yes. be. Or the but best. is it the best? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so a long time ago, way back when, um, on the uh, Rick Emerson show, he had found a, <laughs> a sound bite that he would play. And it took me forever to find because back then the internet and even it's like when you try to search for a specific thing, you can't find it. But this is um, audio from a home video and the video itself is nothing. It's just like looking at a over into a field where there is a, a tornado, like a hundred miles away. Like the tornado is very, very far away. Um, And so this is the audio that accompanies it. All these people looking at the uh, tornado. Somebody call David, 8183, tell him the tornado's right over his house. Over G? Ah, right? Yes. Yeah, I've seen that. This thing is massive. 
my god. I was waiting for that microwave tower to go. <laughs> Never did. I, I love that first one because you're like, did uh, I just hear that or was that something else? Yeah, uh, anywhere, right? First plug in you see. <laughs> you want that on tape? No. It is. <laughs> Holy, oh my god, they're losing shingles now. <laughs> he's, he's not, <laughs> not right upset there. by the oh, massive oh, amount oh, of vomit. Yeah, Morgan, it's, get downstairs. I mean, it is so funny on so many levels down to the reverberant <laughs> splashing sounds. I don't know what this guy ate. I don't know why no one else is concerned. Like, it'd be one thing if it was just, like, dry heaving like that. That would right. make sense. But the amount that is coming out of him and the extent that nobody else is talking oh, about Oh, it. my gosh. <laughs> He's <laughs> losing <laughs> shingles now. Like, wait, what? No, no, no. <laughs> Oh my God! Your father's <laughs> lungs are. are... Uh, Jesus. That is so funny to me. So, <laughs> for those who want to find that on YouTube, it, it's called "Tornado in Hempfield." So when I worked at me so Coop and Ospo to together with you, yeah, uh, this was like 2001, and I had downloaded from the internet a collection of audio files that were extreme customer service calls and so it was like technical service calls for their computer and it was the recorded conversation and right. these were legit real things like they hadn't yet got to <laughs> prank right, level right. of, of jerky these. boys right and so uh and it would be like this young lady calling in who had deleted and emptied her trash and it was her term paper, right? And so she was going to lose her entire <sighs> school career that she had built up to this thing. And the final document, she was getting ready to print instead of print, it deleted. And Jeez. her absolutely freaking out, melting down, screaming, shouting, crying, keening. And this guy was trying to defend himself but not be, right. you know callous at the same time and he was in an impossible <sighs> situation too it was terrible it was and so i had all these uh, long since lost them but uh i wow I've tried to find them again there. that would be so good yeah that would be that would be hit on youtube speaking of youtube they're at the very top of our document now i'm just leaning into the show as the best show ever um at the top of our document there is a youtube link and something got served up to me yesterday that it's from a brand new channel who does just over um, uh, about 1.8 thousand subscribers, 16 videos. So like very new, very small. Just that <clears throat> bricking period. Yeah, yeah, yeah bricking period. And the video that popped up is called it's an hour long video and it is called one hour of silence occasionally broken up by Lego Yoda death sound. And so. That is the the Lego Yoda death sound, and it is an hour long video, and interspersed is randomly is that sound, and that has one. 
300,000 views. 1.5 million views in about a year. So not like... But then the rest of his videos, one hour of silence, occasionally broken up by Lego game building noise. One hour of silence, occasionally broken up by I am a surgeon, which I haven't clicked on. I'm excited to do. It looks like a clip from The Good Doctor, yeah. which I've never seen. But so let's see what. I am a surgeon. I am. I am a surgeon. <laughs> But it's I I am just so mad at myself that I can't think, think of an of idea like this because it also part of the gimmick is watching the entire hour and for that engagement on YouTube is huge to get you in and now he's in he's doing a bit but it changes every time when there's right. room and I'm I'm so mad that I can't think of let's do it passive we, we got we passive income like this so submit your your stupid ideas. Uh, oh man we will make one. <laughs> oh yeah so that is so so funny um to me all right well let's let's dive back into some of this um <laughs> there's some more headlines after the message of the bottle with that tiktok there's a clue that that's a clue to these these sounders <laughs> that that i've been playing So a TikTok ban is signed into law by Montana law. Oh, wait. TikTok ban signed into Montana law by governor is temporarily blocked. So I think a lot of these states are um, uh, trying to get TikTok banned for various reasons um, and finding out that must be that's a little harder than they think of. But all of these sounds that I'm playing. Oh, that was really loud. Are all uh, uh, are all I I put into YouTube TikTok sounds because all of the compilation the funny video compilations that I watch every night before bed are all just from TikTok and from all of those things. So these right. these are all the sounds I hear every night in uh. my video, including this really that really weird. And then it'll be stretched out or they're like, they'll make it come out of a cat. And like, it's so all of these videos are part of its own subculture <laughs> that are used in memes on TikTok. And so do they include video or are they just the audio? Stingers? These are just little audio. So, so like that would be under the cat that's running away okay. or whatever. So these okay. are all sounds that. And so are I they was wondering? Yeah. Are they ahead. licensed? Is somebody going to come after anybody? Have you not heard this one? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No way. So, like, that will play over a video of, like, something zany happening or whatever. So, I was interested to see how much of TikTok culture overlaps Within itself, you know, in its own right. ecosystem, because like in YouTube, they do try to serve you content outside the like the little sphere that you're in to, so that there's a broader culture. And so I'm interested in TikTok. If within TikTok, there is no culture. It is just I, subcultures. I, I was talking with my business partner about this very thing this last week because like do do you or you see you're not on TikTok, uh, but do you know who Charlie D'Amelio is? Yes, I do know who that okay. is. Okay. 
he had I never. Know a, I, I know a shocking amount about okay. the Emilio's. But, <laughs> but I know only because little. I watch videos on them on YouTube when they're doing like a who is. Right. And then I'll fall into that culture okay. of like, who okay. are these people? Okay. I've never seen a Charlie D'Amelio video. I've okay. never been shown it. Mm. But she has like three, she 31 like, or 33 million followers. She's like the most followed person on the TikTok. The most followed person on TikTok. Uh, might be Mr. Beast now. Oh, right? like, okay. But, but they're, everybody's competing right at the top there. And, uh, and so... I've never seen and so there's a huge corner of TikTok yeah. that I've never even glimpsed. And I'm sure there's people who live in that corner who never see my corner. Yeah, totally. Because the types of videos I get are vi- like I will show you 20 videos and I'll uh, show you how 13 are basically the same. Right, you know, right, right. Oh, oh, you want to make $10,000 a month? Let me show you how. <laughs> You just need to take my course, and I get thirteen out of twenty of those. I'll, I don't. I'll I don't even get right a feed in any of my so the algorithms. It just gets a. We get it. You like Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I give up. See, okay, now you might have just shown us oh, okay. the type of video. What if we make videos that are just. Okay, we get it. You love Taylor Swift. And it just panders. That's all it does. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. That's the whole thing. And then we tag that, you know. And so anybody who is watching Taylor Swift videos that gets that will love it. And then it'll accelerate up to the top of the Taylor Swift. And we'll be like a Swifty guy. Millionaires. That sounds very, very <laughs> sustainable. Something, something, something profit. Exactly. <laughs> what, uh, what, <laughs> what we lose per transaction will make up in volume. Exactly. So we'll exactly. Uh, well, Portland, uh, Pacific Northwest what? largest children's sandbox opens in Beaverton. Oh, we've got to watch the. We've got to look at the troll. What troll? There's the big troll, mean, the art mean? troll. Well, what do you mean? Oh, we have to go see it. We have to go see it. It's only, it's not going to be here for much longer. Oh, I thought it was just like here forever. Let me find out. Or is this like a Cristo like thing where the yellow umbrella thing is um, only going to be up long enough to kill someone? <laughs> Before he runs off to a different country to cover the, a giant make, building in a bag. <laughs> we got Cristo jokes. If you don't think this is the best episode of the Mark and Todd cast. I'm going to surround this chain of islands in pink fabric. I'm sure this isn't going to affect that. Eco- Could you imagine Cristo today? Okay, so a 20. 20- this would actually be a funny bit is to do like a. I'm Cristo in 2023. Like, just the, in, in the sketch room, you know, they're like, okay, let's throw some ideas. And, and he's like, okay, so I make these gargantuan, huge, huge umbrellas and I put them all over. And then they get mad at him for destroying the environment so, and it all goes like, wrong. What are you again? thinking? <laughs> The bag you want to cover this building with is made of unsustainable plastics. Single. This is a single-use thing. You're not going to wrap any other buildings in this. What is happening? You're to just going to throw this away. Yeah. That would be. See, that would be a very niche channel. It's like Christo joke channel. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, we've, like we've lost the we're thread of this. Off the rails. Um, we're good. Let's continue. This one is definitely my Which favorite, one? though. Texas? <laughs> um, Nike Akira. Let's see. We're up at Nike. Nike appears to seek two floors at downtown Portland Mall. There we go. Oh, oh, over at uh, Pioneer Courthouse Square? Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's uh, temporary, but... Um, or, or they're in a temporary space Pioneer right now, Courthouse and Square. I think... That's, um, that's a block there. away. Pioneer uh, Courthouse Mall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, good news for Cape Mears Loop fans. Why don't you read that one? Cape Mears Loop, back open in Oregon Coast a decade after road closure. There we go. Huh. And finally, Sports Illustrated published articles by fake AI-generated writers. Yes. I, he- I heard an article about this on OPB that was yes. actually really well done. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I heard one on the on the Not Nerd podcast, but I, I flagged this article four weeks ago, so <laughs> nice. we're finally getting into it. Well, Texas is one step closer, much like Eastern Oregon, to leaving the United States. Uh, the Texas Republican Party Executive Committee is set to vote on which ballot propositions voters will decide one measure asks should the state of texas reassert its status as an independent nation um the state seceded from mexico in 1836 and spent nine years on its own before becoming part of the united states it also seceded from the union in 1861 before being readmitted in 1870 so make up your mind texas you're in or you're out i feel like that's a very power grid I, i i think that's a very Brexit situation where they will find out very quickly okay. that they're not going to gumption is only going to get them so far. Well, fortunately, they're not in the path of every single hurricane and that their power <laughs> grid is stable. So, Anyway, well, Portland mm. is ranked number 13 in the top 15 most fun cities, according to Wallet Hub, everyone's favorite reference for <laughs> fun cities. It was based on 65 different metrics, including the like, number of restaurants, parks, playgrounds, and more. Um, Seattle also pl- uh, also placed highly landing 22nd, but they were held back because of the average price of their beer. Um, Las Vegas and Orlando were up at the top. And last place was Pearl City, Hawaii, which ranked very low for the number of restaurants and number of fitness centers. So hmm. come come via Wallet Hub, come visit uh, Portland. PlayStation is removing hundreds of discovery titles that users already purchased. I, yeah. I, I, this is causing a, a panic in the lost media and, and um, old format communities that have been served on, on YouTube because it, they're... It's like it's it's like doomsday preppers getting proof of it's happening because they're all like, we told you, man, save those VHS, save those VHS. We won't get it back. It's like totally justifying like their insane existence. But it is true. If you can get your hands on your uh, oh physical media of your favorite things, that's always a good way to, yeah. to go. Else you won't be able to watch Paddington or the Hunger Games anymore after you buy them, which is so crazy. Uh, nice. Um, did we talk about greedflation? Uh, greedflation, no, and that's a little longer. So maybe all. Well, I, I thought. How we long did. do we want to go? Okay. Um, oh, this is the actual article under which. Well, then we'll just, we'll just skip all the all the details because that that was in the then the above session I think because of the greedflation of the thirteen hundred corporations that uh, were yeah uh, lying to us. Um. 
So we'll move past that since we discussed that a little bit already and we'll move into it. This is a little bit of what I talked about, I think, with Nate when he was here about retail crime. And we've been talking about that on and off forever. Um, and a retail group retracts a startling claim about organized shoplifting. A national lobby group has retracted its startling estimate that organized retail crime was responsible for nearly half the $94.5 billion, with a B, in-store merchandise that disappeared in 2021, a figure that helped amplify claims that the United States was experiencing a nationwide uh, nationwide wave of shoplifting. Uh, the group, the National Retail Federation, one of my favorite federations outside of the Starfleet, edited that claim last week from a widely cited report uh, that was issued in April after it was revealed that faulty data had been used to arrive at the inaccurate figure. The retraction comes as retail trains like Target continue to claim that they are the victims of large shoplifting operations that they have to cut into profits, forcing them to close stores or inconvenience customers by locking products away. I talked about that with Nate about how it's one thing if you're like locking up your Xbox or whatever, but like when you're locking up toothpaste, it's like people aren't stealing that because they want they these are the things that we right. need and that is a difference um but that's turns out a lot of that isn't even true uh, in fact retail theft has been lower this year in most of the country than it was the last few years according to police data shoplifters inc shoplifting incidents have fallen 7% since 2019 Organized retail crime in which multiple individuals steal products from several stores to later sell them on the black market is real, but organized groups were likely responsible for just about 5% of the store merchandise that disappeared. Uh, Alec, oh boy, Karakatazian, a civil rights lawyer who had studied and critiqued the media on this, said the retraction underscored how some news organizations, which have covered this, were used as a tool um, which also is not at all shocking. Uh, Walgreens being one of those um, after they publicly um, decried all that. And one of the videos went viral of someone just like loading up a garbage bag full of stuff and walking out the door. Right. Um, and so they sort of used that and later said um, after after it was shown by police data that uh, data on shoplifting did not support Walgreens explanation. Walgreens said, Oh, maybe we cried too much last year. So thanks for that. Walgreens, um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, the interesting. So there's governor, uh, governor, governor, Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis are both um, all calling for uh, bills aimed at, let's see. Um, Gavin Newsom responded to the reports of large scale thefts with a call for tough prosecution of shoplifters and a plan to invest millions of dollars to fight organized retail theft. And Ron DeSantis signed a bill last year aimed at retail theft and former president. <laughs> this is why I kept this. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill last year aimed at retail theft and former President Donald Trump called for violence. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> he said the police should shoot shoplifters as they left the store. So anyway, that was funny to me. Have you heard all these rumblings about the cosmics? Yes, I have. So there's all this stuff and it turns out that McDonald's is launching a new alien inspired restaurant called cosmics. 
serving coffee and other drinks, a step that is viewed to challenge uh, Starbucks and Dunkin' uh, Donuts and places like Dutch Brothers. The rationale for the restaurant stems for the growing demand for, quote, afternoon beverage pick-me-up occasion with drinks like a churro frappe, a s'mores cold brew. This is like the chocolates we ate. A c- s'mores cold brew and a turmeric spiced latte. It will also sell non-coffee beverages like sour cherry energy burst, <laughs> a blackberry mint green tea, and a popping pear slush. So, okay, all this makes sense, blah, blah, blah. Revisiting, this is called Cosmix, an alien-inspired restaurant. And so Cosmic's concept... So it's it's a subplot of McDonald's. Yes. The concept... Are you ready for this concept? As if people who were in this room for a long time with us must have wrote this McDonald's or this Cosmic's concept is, quote, what would happen if a McDonald's character from the 1980s that was part alien, part surfer, part robot opened a restaurant in 2023? Like this is a Simpsons parody of or, or itchy and scratchy like a movie intro from the 90s like <clears throat> the rapping kangaroo from or whatever or uh the the one uh okay let's uh this milk is is getting more and more terrible george of the jungle oh yeah brendan fraser brendan fraser was in a movie not about uh oh uh where he was blast from the past neanderthal the mummy Encino Man. Encino Man. Encino Man. And so, like, Encino Man would would be exactly like what you saw. But, yeah, so he's also part surfer, part alien, part surfer, and part robot. What if that opened a restaurant? This McDonald's dares to ask. Uh, sweet and savory treats. They also plan new technology as its Cosmics restaurants, including drive through lanes that merge traffic based on the complexity of a customer's order. So that way, when that minivan in front of you orders 15 bags of whatever, and I just want my one hamburger, I don't have to wait for them. And McDonald's in general plans to open 10,000 new stores worldwide by 2027. It's its fastest growth period in its 60-year history. So look for a Cosmix, the most confusing brand. I feel like in five years, this is going to be uh, covered on that YouTube channel, Company Man, and being like, the failure of Cosmix. <laughs> what went wrong? Um, the Oregon Zoo. Good news, Mark. The Oregon Zoo is welcoming a new rhinoceros calf. Oh. Zoo officials said the 11-year-old Eastern Black Rhino Josie gave birth to a bouncing baby adding to the world population of this critically endangered species. It weighed about 100 pounds at birth. Hmm. From <laughs> from rhinos to robots. How's that for a segue? <laughs> the first humanoid robot factory is about to open in Oregon. A, a factory plan, a factory, I suddenly was from the Midwest there. A factory planning to pump out 10,000 two-legged robots a year is taking shape in Salem to better help Amazon and other giant uh, companies with dangerous hauling, lifting, and moving. Agility Robots, which makes a bot named Digit that's being tested by Amazon, plans to open RoboFab early next year, inaugurating the world's first purpose-built humanoid robot factory. 
the world's first purpose-built humanoid robot factory. Is the factory the... <laughs> the factory is the, the object of all these <laughs> prepositions. So, yes, they're, uh, and they're kind of weird. They kind of look like a mix between, I guess they're bipedal, but they have no arms. So they're like very strange looking and they kind of look like the, um, the what? security droids from Star Wars. What episode are these one, called? The Phantom Menace. Um, it is Digit, the uh, Agility Robotics is the name of the, the company. Digit is the name of the bot. There's a two-legged robot. To help with lifting, hauling, and moving. <laughs> it's just an auto playing. Uh... Well, exciting news for the for for Oregon two seventeen. While you uh, check out that agility robot, um, that that thing that they were working on by Allen and Denny. That's kind of by Washington Square. Those exits. There's finally a new frontage road which I didn't know the definition of until I realized it's just a little bypass mm -hmm. where you don't have to get on the freeway. So that new one is open. So all who use that on 217 can celebrate. Um, Mark, what is Riz? Can you define Riz? That's a TikTok-y word. It's a very TikTok-y word. It's, it's, it's really your... It, it comes from the root of charisma. Mm. And uh, it's... That energy, that that life, that expression of the uh, ability, yeah, to influence. It took me until a couple of weeks ago to realize that it is based on charisma. And I was like, oh. oh, yeah, it's your it's your swag, it's your ability yeah. to to appeal to the um. I was gonna say the opposite sex. We're not allowed to say that anymore, Mark. <laughs> How dare you? Your appeal on anyone who wants to find you appealing. appealing. There you go. Um, but it is also the Oxford University Press Word of the Year. With consent. Do we have... <laughs> May I riz you? Do I consent to riz you? Uh, it topped Swifty uh, from Taylor Swift, obviously. Situationship, which is an informal romantic or sexual relationship. Uh, we're in a the situationship. situationship. Oh, oh, kind of like... Yeah, we're only stuck like coworkers could be because we're all in the situation. Otherwise, we wouldn't be interacting. It's the situation that makes us friends, not necessarily our shared, oh. our shared likes or dislikes, whatever. Okay. And prompt, prompt, an instruction given to artificial intelligence program. Oh, in that context, I guess. Um, so yes, Riz, Swifty, and Prompt, uh, and Situationship. Add that to a vocabulary near you. Well, we're finally at the end, Mark. It's, it's so hold on. Yeah. Oh, a Situationship, it's a romantic or sexual relationship that's undefined and noncommittal. Oh, I, I, I missed, I read this the opposite way. I said no. informal, non-romantic or non-sexual. No, oh, well. It's romantic and sexual. So we are, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't identify with that at all. So uh -huh, I'll go back We're to Riz. I've known the Riz. Yes. I was going to say, oh, you and I are in a situation. We're <laughs> definitively not in a situation. We are finally down to our last two stories and they are heartwarming as they come for these holiday seasons. An Alabama route, uh, an Alabama robber shouted, Happy holidays. I don't want to hurt y'all. Then blasted bear sprayer. And so the owner shot her. Heather Denise Wright, 32, 
walked into a jeweler's wearing a face mask, put a block in the door to prop it open and said, happy holidays. I don't want to hurt y'all, but I am said owner Jeff Dennis. Then she allegedly bla- <laughs> blasted bear spray at the employees. Dennis, who already had his drawn, drawn his weapon because quote, I knew what was happening shot right in the shoulder. The store owner said that she made quote, a very poor decision trying to rob us. So <laughs> think twice. And finally, husband linked to domestic sausage battery during a, quote, verbal altercation Saturday. A Florida man, of course, allegedly threw the sausage, presumably pork, at his spouse. Uh, He said the sausage struck the 64-year-old victim on the right side of the face, according to an arrest affidavit. EMS workers responded to the couple's home and washed the victim's eye out with a saline solution. The man pleaded not guilty to a misdemeanor charge while a circuit court judge issued an order barring him from contact with the victim. Cops indicated that alcohol may have been a factor. So there we go. Can you guess one of the 11 reasons, uh, 11 signs that you might be in a situationship? Oh, no, but I would like to know some of them. So... uh, there's no natural or evolution. Uh, n- there's no natural evolution or growth in your relationship. Oh, okay. It's all stagnant. Right. There's someone else or multiple others involved. You only make short-term or last-minute plans. There's no well, that, consistency. That's true in this podcast. Oh, that's true. <laughs> there's no consistency. Okay. They often make excuses to not hang out. Uh-oh. You mostly small and dirty talk. <laughs> Uh, you don't talk about the future. They tell you that they don't want to get serious. They show you that they don't want to get serious. You're fre- when someone tells you who they are, Mark, uh, believe, believe them. them. You're frequently anxious. And number 11, you're getting bored. Interesting. In so, yes, everybody, it's a great time of year as we gear up to the new year to self-check, to see where you are and things. So... Reach out if you two are in a situationship or or however you use that in a sentence. I should go out with with one hour of silence occasionally broken up by Lego game building sound. (laughs) Having just recently started uh, Lego Star Wars over again, that, that makes me laugh. So, man, what a genius this guy is. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for hanging in there, for listening to us indulge ourselves both in chocolate and in conversation. Um, and um, I'm not sure what the next couple of weeks are. We might be in or out, but do pay attention to um, the yearly dad joke compilation that will be coming at some point uh, before the new year. So thank you all for listening. Um, I guess we will see you uh, next time. Oh, if you are listening to it this week, um, on December 16 at Landmark Saloon in the afternoon, Fun Employment Radio is having a little get together there with the uh, Courage Country Christmas Courage is Greg's um, 80s metal hair band kind of parody group. And they're all like really good and really funny. So they're putting on a little show there. Nothing super formal or anything. But if you're looking for something to do, I believe it is pet and child friendly as well. Um, but you might want to double check. So, um, yeah, that's it. Other than that, we will see you next time. All right, bye-bye.